Everyone's got opinions when it comes to leadership. And let's be honest, how many experts do we all know? But where can we find real leadership advice that's not BS? Well, look no further. Welcome to No BS Leadership, where on each episode, we attempt to expose the gap between what leaders think they should be doing and what actually works without the BS. Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want. Welcome back to another episode of No More Leadership BS. I'm Jeff Conroy from Conroy Leadership Consulting, and I am here with most of the best people I know. <laughs> Miss Myra Hall and the other three. We have Dr. Sam Jennings, Dr. Jeff Geyer, and Dr. Jeff McLaughlin. See, I elevated all y'all, so bite me. <laughs> Today, I really want to talk about connections, leadership, and trust, because without a connection, without a relationship, you can really not have an effective leadership, and people will never trust you. If you go to my website, the first thing on the very opening page is leadership begins with a relationship. And I truly believe that. So you need to build the connection where people will trust you enough to follow you. And I'm sure we've all had experiences and good things and bad things happened to us when trying to build a relationship with people. Does anybody want to really chime in? I could start if you want. One of the best connecting stories I have is when I worked at St. Vinny's, about 65% of the people that work there have been or were clients at one time. And I was really proud of that fact. I was, I'm the king of the fourth and fifth chance to a fault. And we had a maintenance crew of people that was an amazing demographic. We had someone that did seven and a half years in a federal penitentiary. We had someone that uh, spent years in the Idaho correction facility for trafficking drugs. Those types of things. And I built relationships with them because I saw the better in them. I just really believed that there was an opportunity for them to be better. And over the years, those two people specifically, I became very good friends with. They had amazing stories on how they got there. Yeah, I had always, yeah, agreed, involuntary guest of the state. My friend, and I call him my friend, I, I never introduced him as my ex-con friend, my my friend who did time. He was my friend. But the way he got there, he was a bank robber. And some of the stories he had of when he was in federal prison about the system, about the structure, the hierarchy, it was fascinating. It was really fascinating. So I really saw it as an opportunity to not only be their friend, but to listen and show them respect and to teach them life skills, leadership skills for their life tool belt. And to this day, they both run their own construction companies and have been very successful at doing it. And I, I do, I still keep in touch with them to this day. Really proud of them. None of them have gone backwards. None of my, my friend that did time in the Idaho state pen has not slid backwards. He has not used again. My other friend has not robbed banks lately, as far as I know. But he got married. Both of them are married. Both of them now have kids. Both of them are taxpaying citizens of the United States. I really do feel that not only is a connection for leadership, but a connection is for life as well. Your influence on people is totally dependent upon 
what kind of relationship you have with people. If you don't have any kind of a relationship with anybody, you have no influence over them. So let's start with Dr. Sam because Dr. Sam always has something better to say. Oh, it's not better. It's a different angle, sir. No, I don't happen to have any felonious friends in my immediate history. But one of the things I started to learn when I started this business, I'd never heard the phrase before. People do business with those they know and trust. It's not earth shattering. It just It's a nice cadence, right? People like people they know and trust. So in my history, I started looking back at past relationships. And you don't start with trust. You start with knowing. How do you get to know somebody? It's that connection in that relationship. And as I've guided some other aspiring leaders before, even if you feel like you have a connection, don't get too familiar too fast because I can make things go haywire. So it's letting it grow organically, let that relationship be. And the one thing I've found that's probably been the most meaningful in terms of building connections and being an effective leader of other folks is knowing when to say I'm wrong. And saying yeah, something. Yeah. And when people hear you say, that was my mistake, I made it difficult for you to get your job done. I apologize. A won't happen again. B, how can I help correct path on this? And folks are like, yeah, I'm on board. And, and there's no room for them to be intensely angry at you. For leaders who never want to accept that responsibility, they can't figure out why nobody likes them. Let's talk because there could be something cooking there if you don't want to say, yeah. that was my bad. It's hard to get people to trust you, never mind have a connection with you. Yeah, yeah. I was asked to lead an organization that I knew absolutely nothing about. And the people in there knew I knew nothing about it. And they tried to, they acted out because I was the new person and they and I knew nothing about it. But over time, I would ask questions and I would build team. And when I left, to this day, I'm still getting text messages from them. So sure. there was a team built, but it takes mm -hmm. time because I didn't know and I knew it. I knew I didn't know. Right. And I told them that. And I just said, my learning curve is straight up and down line. It's horrible. And I, I turned that to teach me. Mm -hmm. And it Absolutely. worked. It, it works for mm -hmm. Mr. Geyer, sir. I was thinking both of your stories there, we're talking about connections and building relationships with people. And, and my perspective on all of this changed probably. 20 or so years ago when Patrick Lencioni published his book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Great book. And it's where I learned, because I couldn't figure out all of us, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, this is just solely my experience, but I don't think it is that, that there are some people we connect with pretty easily. And then there's some people that we never connect with. Yep. Even people that are in our, our charge, their direct reports to us. And looking back over my decades of le leadership history, the people that I've, I haven't been able to form that connection with is because we didn't trust each other. I was, I, I could never get to the place where we could earn and build and give trust for, so for me, trust and unashamedly, it, it comes from Lencioni's perspective on this is where I learned it, that trust is the foundation of yep. every relationship, whether it's a personal one or a work one, professional, whatever, trust is. So the faster we can do things that build trust with the people we're trying to build connections with, the faster you'll get those connections and the deeper it'll go. It's like any foundation. If you build a good foundation in, in the case of connecting with people, it's trust. If you build that 
good, strong trust foundation, your connection is going to be a lot better. I agree. Yeah, if you haven't if you haven't read Lencioni's Five Dysfunctions of a Team, you need to and do it now. So, Mr. McLaughlin, sorry, Dr. McLaughlin, Geyer brings up the foundation for anything is trust. What if that person, no matter what you do, no matter what efforts you make, won't trust you? And I don't think you have a solid working relationship. And some people have been burned. So some people are low trust just automatically. Some people are high trust automatically. So if you have somebody that you work with that no matter what you do, just doesn't trust you, there's a reason for it. And you just don't know what it is. Exactly. And so the hard part is either A, figuring it out or B, finding a way to have the tough conversation that says, I know you don't trust me and I don't know why. Here's my track record. Here's the things that I do. But how do we still work together and do have a productive relationship because we're on the same team? Sure. And there's obviously, like you can pick out negative examples. I've got a ton of negative examples of how not to build trust. The harder part is it takes the frequency intensity of activity is what's going to create the reality of the situation. And if you look at what are you doing? What are you saying? How are your interactions with this person? A great question. Yeah. Like Dr. Sam would be, what's one thing preventing you from trusting me? And having that open conversation, you gave the example of Patrick Lencioni. If you think about it, that connected piece, that the connection happens and then trust happens. And another great book is Together by Vivek Murthy. He's the uh, Surgeon General of the United States right now. And he said that the number one issue that we're facing right now is a pandemic of loneliness, which is a mm-hmm. symptom of not being connected. Yes. And if you really want to go leaps above and beyond what other organizations are doing, take the time to get connected. Take the time to get to know the people. When you know their hopes and dreams and what really drives them, how to reward them, what's going on in their lives. And that's easy to say if you have a smaller organization. If you've got an organization of less than 100 people, you can actually get to know them as human beings. If you're above that 150 mark, it starts to, you start to lose stuff and you, you, people miss out. So that's why we have teams like traditionally groups of people were about 150, a tribe. And then if it got bigger than that, it would split up into two tribes. And so you think about how do we connect as humans? We spend time together, which if you're going to work for 40 plus hours a week, you're spending time together. And then you share things, you share moments, you share meals. You talk about things that are not necessarily business related, but that are life related. And those are the things that start to connect us because then you can start to see, hey, something's not right. What's going on? This is a not just affecting business. This is something's not right with you. What, what's happening? Yeah, I care enough to ask what's happening with you. I don't care about the business stuff right now. What's going on with you? Yeah. And that, that right there is the thing that starts to build that connectedness. The time, the frequency, intensity of actions that create the reality of the situation for everybody involved. Sure. So if you want to make a huge difference, you actually ask the personal questions. You have to. Sure. Because if not, we're just single individuals just walking through life by ourselves. And that's, and life is a team sport. So you got to have people on your team. Yep. And leadership's a full contact sport. And I'm also aware enough, I think we need, we are all also aware enough that certain per- personalities take longer or just don't gel with other personalities. That's why we push the DISC assessment yeah. is if we can see if you're a high D, I, S, or C. I's and C's, I'm a high, I'm a people, I'm obnoxious. Just ask my wife, just ask you guys. I'm obnoxious, <laughs> shut up, Geyer. But a high C's a little tougher because high C's are all about the facts and they're not into playing around as much. They want that. 
but it's hard. It takes time. It, it's work. And then quite honestly, not everybody has to get along. Geoff said, not everybody has to get along, but you got to work together and you got to find that way to work together. Myra, tell me about your experiences in this. I'm going to bring up my favorite author, which will surprise all of you, I know. Dr. Stephen Covey wrote an outstanding book, which is called Principal Center Leadership. And the foundation of that is the motivation of people, which is to live, to love, to learn, to leave a legacy. That's loosely based on the hierarchy of needs, but surviving is their number one need. Right above that, if they're getting survival wages and hopefully beyond survival, but, but so that they can live a comfortable life. The next in there is relationships. It is not being, being promoted, leaving a legacy at that point. It is making relationships. And in order to do that as a leader, you really have to make an effort to reach them because they're not usually going to reach to you. And I think that unless, unless it's just a really different kind of individual, they, they won't, they won't feel comfortable. There's an unspoken rule, which I think is stupid on Facebook, is you never reach down when friending somebody. In other words, that a boss should not reach down to their subordinates to friend them. But it's okay if the subordinates reach up to the boss and then it's okay to accept it. I think it's a stupid rule. Thank you. I think if you want to connect, you have to make them feel seen and heard. That's the first step to connection. Yes. And once they feel seen and heard, then you've got to, you've got to convince them you're sincere. Yeah. Seen, heard, sincerity equal trust or the beginning of the, we call it the trust bud. It needs to be nurtured and watered and fertilized and for it to bloom into a full-blown relationship. But that, to live, to love, to learn, to leave a legacy, so easy to remember. You have to build those in order to be a good leader. Agreed. So before this episode, I actually looked up, so give me the definition of connections, and I found the five C's of creating a connection. It's care, communication, character, consistency, and competency. So when you're trying to build a connection with somebody, you actually have to be sincere. You actually have to show that you actually care about them and you are interested in them. I think all five of us really work hard to not only get to know the people, but get to know more about the people, their backgrounds, where are they from, their families, but actually have a, a, a care. Last night I went to a company party and it was, I was introducing my wife to people and it was really shocking even for me. But I'd actually introduce them to somebody and I said, oh, yeah, this is their two-year-old. And, and is this your husband so-and-so? And, I, and I, it was just, it was freaky. <laughs> so it was fun. The other one is communication. You got to have that open communication. If you don't, if you have issues and you're not talking about it as earlier as Dr. Sam was talking about, if you've got issues between you and someone else, you need to have that open communication of how can we make this better? If we can't get along, we at least need to work together. But be open and honest communication. Character, you got to be the person that you say you are. You've got to hold yourself to a standard. You can't lower yourself. You can't 
go above your standard. You've got to be right exactly where you are, where people will always experience you at the same level and experience the same personality every time that you're not erratic in any way. Consistency, same advice, same work, same level of expertise all the time, working with other people. If they know what you're, they're going to get, they're going to come to you more often. And the last one is competency. Know what you're talking about. Currently working with somebody who really doesn't believe I know anything. <laughs> and I have to explain to them and say, no, I understand what that is. And I know where to find that. And this is my examples that I've done in the last 32 years. But it's competency. Know what you're talking about. When I went in and worked for that company that I had no idea what was going on, I admitted it. I, I know nothing. I'm the chihuahua at the door. How can I help? <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Does anybody have any last minute? What's, what's that? The chihuahua at the door. I'm the chihuahua at the door. Yeah, I'm the big, bald, bearded chihuahua at the door. Big, bald, be- biggest, baldest, bearded chihuahua I've ever chihuahua seen. Chihuahua you've ever seen. The biggest little dog you've ever seen. Is there anything you guys I'd like to say before closing? The notion that different kinds of disc personalities will have a different kind of challenge connected with other types brings up a, an example because you all know I love a metaphor. If somebody goes out to get food at a restaurant and orders a particular item and something else comes to them. They might say, I don't eat meat. I'm a vegetarian. Or they might say, I don't eat meat. I'm allergic. Mm. We don't care the reason. We just know they don't eat meat. Correct. So somebody is very focused on facts and figures. It doesn't matter if we agree with that point of view. That's what they like. So give them some facts and figures and offering a response of, yeah, I just really think we should do this. That's not going to carry the water, but I believe we should do this because of at any point, that will make that relationship go. You have to change who you are or how you do it. Just appreciate that other's point of view and share with them that you yep. care about them by speaking their language just for a little bit. Yeah, and that's exactly why we do the disc assessment so people can understand yep. each other's hot buttons or cold buttons or Mr. Guy or Sir, you were going to say something. That's great stuff. What I was thinking about is over the years, people have said, I think trust is earned. And other people will say, I think trust is given. And, and if you're the leader, it doesn't matter whether you or they think trust is earned or given. You're the leader. And so if you're working with somebody that thinks like trust needs to be earned, then earn their trust. And if you're working with somebody that thinks trust is given, so they just give you your their trust, well, then honor that trust, Be right? Be trustworthy. Yes. So it doesn't matter whether trust is given or trust is earned. If you're the leader, you have to create trust to, to strengthen the connection to help people to become all that they can be. And yeah, just disc assessment and storytelling and choir practice and poet society and all that, all those things are tools that we use as leaders to build connections with people because that's what it's all about. 100%. 100%. Anyone else real quick? Listener, we want to thank you for hanging out with us for this last half hour or so. (laughs) If you have any questions, comments, rude remarks, please email us at askus at leadershipbs.co. Tell your friends about us. Spread the love. Spread the world. We have knowledge. We have advice. And we aren't afraid to share it. So until next time, we will see you again. Bye. 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 Later. Later, bye.